Hello my strong strong friends, how are we? This is going to be, I feel like this is going to be chaotic. Um, I've just had a coffee, second of the day, I'm feeling a little bit jittery. I also need to have recorded this podcast and left the house in the next 25 minutes. So I'm thinking this is maybe not the best idea, but you know what, like sometimes I'm like, fuck it, let's just try it and see what happens. If that is not my personality, I don't know what is. Like I apply that logic to everything in my life. Sometimes it doesn't work out, sometimes it does. Let's just see. So I've got a couple of questions that came in from check-ins and a couple of questions that came in from a question box. I actually have a load more, but I'm going to be sensible and I'm just going to do like part of them now and I'll record a separate podcast with the others because I don't want to try and like, I don't want to skip over questions where I feel like there's lots of good stuff I could tell you. Um, I also don't want to like try and cram it all into a 15, 20 minute podcast, miss out good information, but then also like put pressure on myself to get out the door in time. So we're just going to stick with some really, really good questions here. Um, and yeah, just go from there. Um, one, two, three, four, five questions maybe. So that's what we're going to do. Okay, sweet. Let's get stuck in. First question, super simple one. Is it okay to not track some days? This is a question from a client. Um, Yes, it absolutely is. But also, it depends on your goals. So let's say, let's break it down a little bit, okay? I think firstly, initially, unless a client or a potential client comes to me and says, I do not want to track, I've tried it already, it's or... I've been in a place with my relationship with food where I know that tracking is detrimental to my mental health and my relationship with food, then it's like we do not track. In terms of, and when I refer to tracking, um, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, scanning barcodes, putting stuff into my fitness pal, weighing your food, that kind of stuff. We can visually track our food in that we can look at a plate of food and be like, that's my protein source. I've got fruit and veg on there that kind of idea but most of the time if I'm referring to tracking I'll be talking about the the actual kind of the act of weighing and measuring out food portions and recording it all so you have an idea of um, your your total calories for the day and your protein intake for the day and the reason that I say you have an idea is because at the end of the day it's not completely accurate um, you know, it never is going to be completely accurate. You have to take into account human error. Um, but then you also have to take into consideration, I think it's something like 20% margins that food the food labelling can be off by. Um, so, yeah. We've gone down a rabbit hole already. Um, so, is it okay to not track some days? Yes. If you are, so if you're somebody that is tracking, then... It's, it's going to firstly depend, and this is where the, the answer is going to be very dependent on you as a person. If you are someone that has a time-constrained goal, i.e. you are going on holiday in six weeks' time and I've set you a calorie goal, a protein, or a calorie range, because we work in ranges, not exact numbers, purely because you're not a fucking robot. Your meals are going to be different every day. Your hunger levels are going to be different every day. I do not expect you to eat the same number of calories every single day. If you have a time-constrained goal, then ideally I would want you tracking every single day. However, if you're more along the lines of finding an approach that works for you, 
um, and you're quite happy with this journey being more about lifestyle change, then yes, absolutely, it is okay to not track Sundays. For example, you have a lunch out with friends. I'm not expecting you to take your kitchen scales to the place that you're going to eat and weigh out your lunch, am I? Um, or like we just had gala in Wick, um, big, big event. I highly doubt there were people tracking how many shots of tequila and sambuca they were drinking whilst they were like going through with the floats, like that kind of thing. So yes, there are situations where it is absolutely okay to not track. Please do not think that, you know, just because you want to look after your health and fitness that you have to necessarily track it does make things easier absolutely because you then have that understanding of what your nutritional intake is it also provides you with a really nice tool to educate yourself on you know so for me it's enlightening that you know there were certain foods that I used to maybe avoid um years and years ago because I thought they were in quotes not as healthy or you know some of those like more negative kind of connotations um but you know through tracking them I've come to understand that you know I can eat those foods and it could have the exact same number of calories as a meal that I would deem as healthier um and yeah so it's just it's having that understanding isn't it um so I think, yeah, depending on what your goal is, is going to depend on whether you need to track every day or not. But for most people, you do not need to track every single day. And I don't want you to feel like you should or have to track every single day. Like, can you imagine getting to the age of, I've said this before in podcasts, can you imagine getting to the age of 70 and still being like trying to track stuff? We want to, you know, if you're you're working with me as an online client, come in the door, get you tracking, getting you understanding how you're feeling your body, build up your education around food, work on your food relationship and then slowly sort of like wean you off of tracking whether that's, you know, if you have the same breakfast every day, you don't need to track that anymore because you you know that that kind of fits in with your lifestyle goals or building you up to not track for a day of the week, whether that's at the weekend or through the week and then just kind of build on that as we go. Um, So hopefully that answers your question. The next question was on when is the best time of day to train in the morning or in the afternoon or morning or evening, a.m. or p.m.? Like what's the best time to train? Um, There are, there is data and there's a lot of literature and papers out there um, that talk about the kind of optimum time to train based on um, recovery and your physiology and all that kind of stuff, like different um, like hormones are going through your body and, and all those kind of things. But to be honest, for most people, again, it's it's going to be what time of day suits you. Um, you know, if you are, if the kids are take over your evenings because they've got clubs on and stuff like that and you literally cannot train in the evenings, then chances are you're going to have to be a morning training person, whether your body clock likes that or not. Um, if you work from nine to five and you don't get the opportunity to train in the morning because you're having to get the kids up and ready for school or you know whatever is going on in the mornings, then it, chances are you're going to have to train in the evenings. Um, yeah, it's it's finding the time of day or finding the opportunities to train that fit in with your lifestyle the best. That doesn't necessarily mean that you will want to train at those times. 
um, but it is finding a sustainable approach to health and fitness. Um, so for me, for example, um, I generally tend to train uh, in the afternoons purely because you know where we live versus where the gym is, it doesn't make sense for us to be driving back and forth multiple times throughout the day. So um, we go through in the afternoons, we train and then we coach and that's our like one journey through then. Um, don't get me wrong, there are mornings when I wake up and I think I just want to go and train now um, because it gets it done, but that breaks my day up so much more. It's not optimum for my day and what my work day looks like. Yes, I have the freedom, so to speak, where you know I can pretty much do business-based tasks at any time in the day. The only time constraints I have really are when classes are on in the gym and if I'm doing um, like massage appointments or PTs. However, it just makes more sense for me to kind of uh, like habit stack almost, like put my training back to back with when I'm going to be going through to the gym to coach. So yes, that's when I train and that's when I consistently train. Do I love training at that time? No, I've actually had better sessions in terms of how I felt when I've trained in the morning or in the evenings after classes. But that is the best time for me to train in terms of making it fit in. So, um, you know, I used to definitely, definitely, I would, you know, when I would get up in the morning and I would see the the five a.m. or the six a.m. club, you know, the people on social media being like, "Oh, I've done my training session already," and I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> I do not get to train for another six hours or something like that. Um, plus, um. But, you know, you can't play that comparison game because in the end of the day, you don't know what their kind of day-to-day looks like. They might be training at 6am because that is the only opportunity they have. Um, So, you know, don't worry about what anyone else is doing. You find a time of day that suits you to train and you stick with that. Um, And the next question is, I want to work out more. What are some tips to help me recover better? Great. So we love that you want to work out more. Um, this is going to be this is going to be a ADHD question for me. I'm going to dot all over the place probably. So try and try and keep up. Firstly, do you need to work out more? Would be the first question I would ask. So it's kind of about. I think everyone always thinks oh, I have to do more in order to get fitter, to get stronger, to you know reach my health and fitness goals. Um, which to an extent is true like if you're training once a week then yeah of course you're going to need to do a little bit more if you want to achieve some stuff but you know I think we all we all kind of um, get caught up in the in the trap or the spell sometimes of thinking that we we constantly have to be doing more and sometimes that we are then doing too much Um, so there's a phrase I quite like that I heard um, like originally when I was at uni and it was um you're not overtraining, but you're under recovering. So it's not the fact that you're kind of, yeah, you're basically not prioritizing recovery, um, which is meaning that your other trace other other training sessions are there's a kind of knock on impact on those. Um, so when it comes to like you want to work out more, I would first look at like how many sessions in a week do you typically do, and it's not just training sessions. So like I will do four sessions in a week maybe five but on top of that I do two to three hours of walking every single day not out of choice can I add 
because we have a dog that requires a lot of walking. So like not only am I doing those training sessions, I'm also doing, I can't even do the maths, 14 to 21 hours of walking every single week. Like that's, that's quite a lot. Like my step count is always 12,000 plus per day. Again, not a choice, not because I'm chasing fat loss like a crazy person. It's purely because our dog requires a lot of walking and it's not just a walk. You get back from a walk and he's like, sweet, let's let's play with a ball now in the garden. Um, He's a higher energy dog, so he requires that kind of like level of effort, um, which, you know, I have to when I'm considering how I feel my body and how I recover between sessions, I have to factor that in. I used to absolutely knock my pan in trying to do five or six training sessions a week. Um, I need to remember, like, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Like, RIP to my youth and my elastic joints because, you know, I now need to, I need to be sensible that I I can't train like I used to train. Like, yes, I used to train very differently when I used to go into the gym. I just did, like, kind of hypertrophy sessions, um, you know, no disrespect to that form of training like I just I wasn't training you know I'm not training in the same way that I used to train I'm training a lot harder so I have to respect that the number of sessions I do is is going to have to be reflective of that as well as the amount of exercise um I do out with my training sessions um and coaching as well yes when I'm coaching I'm not doing the sessions um, even though a lot of people like it always actually quite annoys me when people say oh like you must like because you do like all the the like gym classes too like nah this is this is not um this is not made of it like I do not follow along with everyone else if I'm coaching I'm coaching um if I'm doing the class then Greg is usually coaching um on a rare occasion I will join in but it's very very rare so but in saying that coaching like if you've ever been to a class where I've been coaching I'm I'm all in with you I'm 110 percent I'm yeehaw right beside you pushing you to work as hard as you can so you take all of that um and then also factor in things like what is my sleep like dirt what is my feeling like what is you know like the fact that I'm usually not eating my dinner until nine half nine at night um this has turned into a very kind of egocentric conversation here a little bit of a insight into my life but you know I have to consider all of those things in order to know am I setting myself up in the best possible way so that I can then do more training sessions the answer is no Okay, I I'm kind of peaking right now. I do not want to add anything else onto my plate or something else is going to have to give. So not to sound like negative Nelly or whatever, pessimistic penny, but you know, you want to work out more. That's great. I love that. I love when people get into their fitness journey so much that they just they want to make it part of their lifestyle. They want to do it every single day. That's amazing. But you need to just take stock for a second and and think about, is it realistic for me right now to add to what I'm currently doing? Or could I just be like happy with the fact that I am loving my training right now? Um, But I also recognize that I probably can't fit anything else in. Um, Because is that not adult life? We just are constantly trying to do more and more and more until we get to the point where we completely burn out, um, which is just not fun times. However, to come to the more positive side of this question, if you are in a position where you're like, do you know what? Yeah, like 
I'm in a really good place where I think I could add in another session. How can I ensure that I'm recovering? Fuel your damn body, all right? You're not a bird, you're not a sparrow. You need to eat, okay? You need to be making sure that you are eating appropriately so that you are fueling your training sessions, but also recovering in between then as well. Sleep, one of the most underrated tools when it comes to just life. If you're not getting a good sleep routine, then you need to look at that seriously. Um, I've probably spoken about sleep in another podcast, but if you want a little bit more kind of in-depth about, you know, sleep optimization, the science behind sleep, or like a, a kind of a surface level deep dive into that, um, that doesn't make sense. That's so contradictory. A surface level deep dive. If you would like a little bit more of an insight into the kind of biology behind sleep, I can rattle off some... Uh, higher psychology stuff because I taught it for like 10 years so I'm, I'm sure I could pull into the archives of my brain for that and give you the 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 the, the lowdown on that um, and why it's so important and um, but yeah feeling sleeping pattern and just like yeah having a think about like what does your week look like in general can you fit in another training session or is it just because you're maybe feeling the pressure too because you feel like you should um so that's that um Next question, and actually the last question. So I've done really well on time here. Yay for me. Um, and this is not so much of a question, but more of a conversation that I had with a client. Um, and this is a this is a long term client. Um, we've been working very hard on kind of like diet culture. Um, so she kind of made a let me actually pull it up because it was really nicely worded when the way she wrote it. Um, where are you? Oh yeah, okay. So she wants me to talk about, if you want to see muscle increase, you will likely have to eat more and that's okay. Um, or if you're just looking into building muscle, um, especially when the culture says that you are better the smaller you are. And that was in kind of like quotation marks. Um, when she sent me this, and we were then having a discussion. I went onto a full-on like TED talk kind of rant about it because that very same day, I saw an online coach share images of um, a client they've been working with who has done incredibly well to their credit. However, um, the images were kind of the images were the main focus of the the post, um, and then the kind of the the narrative or the caption around it was about how this person has done so well working on their relationship with food and their blah 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 and I'm like yeah but you're using their body to sell like what's going on here so does that not just like contradict that it's like you know body in the end of the day and what your body looks like is the most important thing and the main aim here is the fact that we've made you into a smaller person like for some people Yes, like you want to lose weight, you want to have an aesthetic goal, that's great. But if we are constantly brandishing the like message or or selling this message that in order to have success you need to achieve a smaller body, like what kind of what kind of message is that? 
anything else you then say is kind of mute because you're you're basically just that's that's all people remember unless I have a smaller body my my achievements or my accomplishments are just null and void um so yeah we had a great conversation about that and you know when it comes to when it, like that whole conversation is a much bigger deeper conversation that you know I would I would love to hear your kind of thoughts on um especially when it comes to like how online coaches market themselves um transformation photos like that is a whole topic of conversation in itself um that I have toed and froed with I sometimes like I've I have used transformation photos or progress photos or before and afters or that's the thing like you can take offense with how they're labeled as well um you know um, I have used them, I do use them, but I am now more kind of sitting in between where, yes, there is a place for them because I understand that people kind of, they like to see, you know, the journey that someone has gone on, but I try not to make them like the main focus. So more recently, if I've ever used a client to kind of talk about their journey, um, I'll use a picture of that person doing something in their life. I won't talk about, sorry, I had bagels and I'm bourbon like a motherfucker just now. So excuse me if I'm like <laughs> belching in the middle of this. Yeah, I'll try to use a picture of that person doing something in their life that, you know, just it makes me smile when I look at that photo because like that is then the epitome of like this person and their journey. It's not the fact that their body is now a little bit smaller than it was before. Um, um, yeah, so that's one side to it. But in terms of like, if you want to build muscle, you need to be fueling your body, okay? And that was the kind of main conversation I was having this with this client um, because she's got caught up before in the whole diet culture around kind of constantly wanting to be in a smaller body but worrying about eating more calories even though she knows that she needs to eat more in order to fuel her body so that she can train harder so that she can build muscle. Um, and it's, it is a tricky one. I absolutely, I get it. It's, it's harder. It's hard coming from a place where you've gone through fat loss, you've lost weight, and then seeing your body change and seeing the scale weight go up ever so slightly and being confident with the fact that that is not all fat gain. The fact that some of that initial kind of scale weight gain will be that you're you're building muscle now because you're eating more. Um, again, you're fueling your body. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a very it's a tricky journey for a lot of people to go through. And, and usually, what happens is they they see that increase in scale weight or they see their body um, change a little bit initially. They freak out and then they they drop their calories again. Um, and like I've been guilty of that in the past you know you know I did the the whole five week cut it was pretty dramatic I've put on body fat since then but you know what like I feel good I feel amazing in my training like don't get me wrong there's days where my training does it like yesterday um took full on like period cramps um in the middle of my session was not a good time um, and then it, and then it just went away, which was great because then I managed to finish my session. But like I'm loving my training right now. I feel strong. I feel oh, like I feel great in my body. I am not the smallest or the leanest that I have been by any means, but I just feel I feel amazing because I can appreciate what my body is able to do because I'm feeling it in in a way that supports that. So yeah, you know my 
my kind of initial um my initial worries and concerns when I saw my scale weight going up and I saw that I was I was putting on fat and I wasn't as lean or defined as I was you know when I did that five week cut they all went away when I was able to kind of rationalize what was going on and the fact that the level of leanness I was at was not sustainable you know it was not going to help me get to my goals and stuff um anyway this has been a fun time um I hope some of this has been useful and insightful and if there's anything that I've spoken about that you're like oh I'd love to hear a little bit more about that um please just drop me a message um and I can I can cover it in a little bit more detail um in the next podcast or the next couple of podcasts but yeah we've got a a good wee podcast coming for you guys next time we're going to do a some myth busting I put a story up on my Instagram um stories the other day asking like what are some common kind of myths or phrases you've heard in the fitness industry so we're gonna we're gonna discuss those in the next podcast so uh, stay tuned for that one um but if you have enjoyed this please uh, share it on your stories share it with friends family maybe not your granny i don't know if she'd appreciate the <laughs> the amount of profanities i use um and if you can leave a review that would also be massively appreciated um, but until the next time i will Catch you then.